God's creation. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Ammons. Welcome to Truth 101. I'm glad that you've joined us as we look at the great truths of the Christian faith and looking in a systematic way during these podcasts. During the Truth 100 series, we're looking at the doctrine of God, God's existence. We've looked at His knowability, what God is like. We've looked at God's attributes, both communicable and incommunicable. And we even looked at God's will. And now we started last week looking and in the Truth 110 series, looking at God's creation. And so for three podcasts, we're going to look at God as Creator God. Now we started the last podcast and looking at two great truths about creation. And that was number one, uh, first of all, that the world and everything in it was created by a meaningful, purposeful uh, Creator God. Everything in the world just did not come to be in an evolutionary way. Uh, it was created in a, in a meaningful, purposeful way by a meaningful, purposeful creator. And then the second truth we saw last week is that God created what's called in Latin as ex nihilo. And that means out of nothing. So God created originally out of nothing. At one point, there was nothing, no matter of any kind in the entire universe. Because as we talked about last time, if you think about it, if, if something is eternal with God, if some kind of matter was there, then it is eternal like God as well. And it's just as great as God. But there's nothing as great as God. He is the only being, Father God, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the only being that is eternal. And so everything else is created. So God created initially out of nothing, ex nihilo, nothing was there. Now, in this podcast, let's look at a, two or three other aspects of creation. Let's talk about the creation of, of time. And then let's talk about, secondly, the creation of the spiritual universe. And then let's talk, thirdly, before we close today, about the direct creation of humanity of Adam and Eve. First of all, let's talk about the creation of time. One other aspect of God's creation is His creation of time. His creation of successive moments, one right after another. Now, this idea was discussed a, a little bit earlier when we talked about God's uh, attributes as we talk about His, His being uh, eternal. And so whenever we talk about God's existence before the creation of the world, we should not think of God as existing in an unending extension of, of time. Rather, God's eternity means that He has a different kind of existence, an existence without the passage of time, because there was a, a point in which time did not exist. I know it's kind of hard for us to wrap our minds around, but it's true. There was a, t a moment in which time itself did not even exist, and God existed even before that, and then God created time, those one successive moments after another. God created that. We know that from several passages, Job 36, 26, and 
Psalm 90 verse 2 and John chapter 8, 58. There, there are other places it talks about. Difficult for us to imagine, but a kind of existence that God existed even before time. The fact that God created time reminds us of His Lordship over time and our obligation to use time for His glory. So, God created even the successive moments one after another. God created time itself. Let's talk secondly about the creation of the spiritual universe. I think sometimes whenever we think about creation, we kind of limit that to the things we see. The world, trees, mountains, the seas. And we realize that God created the heavens and the earth, and we realize that God created things that we can see. But I think sometimes we forget that God created the spiritual universe as well. This creation of the entire universe includes the creation of an unseen spiritual realm of existence. God created angels and God created other kinds of heavenly beings just as well as animals and humanity and God created heaven as a place where His presence is especially evident. The creation of the spiritual realm is certainly implied in all the verses that we talk about that where it talks about God creating not only the earth, but the heaven and what is in it. We're told in Revelation 10, 6, and we're told in Acts 4, 24, that God created heaven and everything that is in it. In it. I think sometimes we think, well, the angels are eternal. They've always been there. Heaven's eternal. It's always been there. The cherubim and the seraphim and the heavenly beings, they, they've always been there. No, they're not eternal like God. Not, not at all. They were created. There was a moment they did not exist. But God, in His infinite wisdom, created even the angels and the cherubim and the seraphim and the heavenly beings and heaven itself. He created everything in the spiritual universe as well. I love the prayer of Ezra in Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 7 where he prays, O Lord, you are the Lord, you alone. You've made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts, the earth and all that is in it, the seas and all that's in them, and you preserve all of them, and the host of heaven worships you. End quote. That's a part of, that's a part of Ezra's beautiful prayer. The host of heaven, he says, which refers to the angels, the other heavenly creatures. Since Ezra says they engage in the activity of worshiping their creator, the same word as host is used of the angels who worship God in Psalm 103 and Psalm 148, that all the angels worship God and He created them in a moment of time. Now in the New Testament, Paul says specifically that Christ uh, in Him, all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. 
He said, all things were created through him and for him. That's from Colossians 1.16 and Psalm 148 verses 2 through 5. So here, the creation of invisible heavenly beings is also explicitly affirmed in the Bible that God created those in a moment of time. Now, I want to say another word here. I mentioned it in the, last, in the podcast last week. I want to say another word here, and that is that Jesus himself is not a created being. I know that there are those belief systems, Jehovah Witnesses and the Mormons and some others who believe that Jesus was created as the Son of God. He's not eternal. He's like the angels. The angels were created, and He is a created being. And the Bible does not teach that. The Bible teaches that Jesus is eternally God, just as the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the entire Godhead, all eternal. Jesus is not a created being like the angels. The Son of God is not. The Son of God is eternal and eternally God Himself. So, it's important to note that the creation of the spiritual universe did not include Jesus because Jesus is eternal. So, in talking about creation, we are looking at the God created time and we looked at how God created the spiritual universe, all the unseen things that are out there as well as the visible. But now I want us to turn our attention to the rest of the podcast and looking at the direct creation of humanity of Adam and Eve. God created mankind or humankind as some would say. We're taught that in Scripture. God created Adam and Eve in a special way and in a personal way because humans are the only creation God created that is created in His image. In His image. Genesis 2-7 tells us, the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living creature. That's Genesis 2-7. And then after that, God created Eve from Adam's body. Genesis 2-21 and 22. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, God took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. So God apparently let Adam know something of what had happened because Adam said in Genesis 2.23, This is at last bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Now, these verses that I just quoted to you, they are so explicit that, that it does not seem to me possible to hold to the complete truthfulness of the Bible and still hold that human beings are the result of a long evolutionary process. Let me say that again. To me, because of what we're taught in Scripture, because of the verses I just shared with you about God creating mankind, 
And, and the description we're giving in Genesis 2, I don't think it's possible to hold to the complete truthfulness of the Bible and still hold that human beings are the result of a long evolutionary process. You just can't believe the two. That's because whenever Scripture says the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground in Genesis 2-7, it does not seem possible to understand that to mean that He did it or that process over millions of years when we're told it happened almost instantaneous in Genesis 2-7. And it's, it's hard to believe God employed the random development of thousands of increasingly complex organisms. It's just even hard to, to believe that. It's even more impossible to me to reconcile with an evolutionary view is the fact that the narrative clearly portrays Eve as having no female parent. She was created directly from Adam's rib while Adam slept. So she had no parents. But on a purely evolutionary view, this would not be possible for even the very first female human being would have had the male and female parents who, who were nearly human, but, but, but some kind of higher form of animal life, according to evolution. But the New Testament reaffirms the historicity of the special creation of Eve from Adam, because Paul tells us, 1 Corinthians 11, verses 8 and 9, quote, For man was not made from woman, but woman was made from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. So Paul even reaffirms in the New Testament what we're told in the Old Testament about God's creation of humanity. It was not an evolutionary process. It sure does not appear that way at all in the text that we're talked about and we're told about in the Genesis 2 narrative. Now, Special creation of Adam and Eve shows us that though we may be like animals in many respects in our physical bodies, nonetheless, we as humans are very different from the animals. We are created, humans are created in the image of God. <clears throat> we are His crowning creation, the pinnacle of God's creation is humanity. More like God than any other creature out there. You are more like God than an animal. I'm more like God than an animal. We are appointed to rule over the rest of creation because of us uh, we being created in His image. Even the brevity of the Genesis account of creation places a wonderful emphasis on the importance of humanity distinct from the rest of the universe. It thus resists modern tendencies to see man as meaningless against the immensity of the universe. Listen to what Derek Kidner says about the Scripture alone. He says, Scripture stands against every tendency to empty human history of meaning in presenting the tremendous acts of creation as a mere curtain razor to the drama that slowly unfolds throughout the rest of the Bible. The prologue is over in a page, but there are a thousand pages that follow. 
I love what Kidner says about that. And by contrast, Kidner notes that the modern scientific account of the universe, true though it may be, overwhelms us, he says, quote, with statistics that reduce our apparent significance to a vanishing point. Not the prologue, but the human story itself is, is now the single page in a thousand. And the whole terrestrial volume is lost among the uncatalogued millions. Kidner says that in his commentary on the book of Genesis. So, the Bible gives us <clears throat> the perspective on human significance that God intends us to have. Folks, you are special because you are created in a unique way, a personal way, in a special way in God's image. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're created in His image uniquely for a specific and a distinct purpose. So, in talking about God's creation, I, I, it's important for us to talk about the heavens and the earth, importance to talk about the God creating time, God creating the spiritual universe, but I also want you to hear me say that God created humanity in His image in a unique way, in a special and a personal way, for a distinct purpose. Folks, because of that, you should never, ever think about taking your life. You should never be thinking about devaluing your life because God created you in His image uniquely and special and that gives you meaning, that gives you vitality, that gives you purpose. Well, we'll continue next time in looking at more aspects of God's creation and we'll wrap that part up and then we'll move on after that. But it's important, I think, to talk about it, different aspects of Creator God and in understanding the doctrine of God to a great extent. Well, I hope that you have a great week. God bless you. We will see you next week as we continue to talk more about God's creation. God bless you.